Welcome to Pause and Play It Forward, a podcast that aims to give you recommendations, a few facts and a lot of good music, all wrapped up with heaps of laughter. My name is Nicola. And my name is Rosie. We always start with Music Club, where we kind of review two albums. And today we're going to be talking about Young, Gifted and Black by Aretha Franklin, which is 50 years old this year, and something from this year called In the Sun, In the Rain by Norwegian band Fear. Then we will be compiling a top five on a theme. I like to think our themes are often well thought out, sometimes a bit tricky and require some thought. But this week's theme is all about the joy of Disney. (laughs) It's been wonderful. By the end of this episode, we will have what we think are the top five best Disney songs ever. It's been so difficult. So difficult. I've got maybe 45 (laughs) that I want to go into my top five. I know exactly what I mean. This This was immense immen- and also immensely enjoyable it was brilliant mind-blowing <laughs> all the songs that even get a slight mention are on our spotify playlist that nicola lovingly creates and you can get in touch with us via our socials that's instagram twitter and facebook the links are all in our show description or at just google pause and play it forward and you'll be able to find it so join us as we chat all things music and maybe a bit more too We always start with Music Club and usually we start with the oldest album first. But this time I think we should start with the album that was released this year because I think we might have quite a lot to say about the Queen of Soul and get a little bit distracted. So let's start with Fear in the Sun in the Rain. I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. I asked you to listen to this Fear album because I'd heard their song Telephone Girl. Actually, it's a different version, the single version, to the one that's on the album. And I thought, what an amazing song. Really, really love it. Let's listen to their new album for Music Club. And I'm really interested to know what you think, Nicola. What were your thoughts on it? So with Fear, their Spotify About Me page says, straight out of the rural Norwegian countryside, which sounds delightful and also made me laugh because... Whenever I hear straight out, uh, I just want to say Compton. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> so straight out of the rural Norwegian countryside, which was just amazing. And I hadn't heard of this band before. And that kind of leads me on to my thoughts about it is that I almost found them intimidating to listen to because they're so cool. I thought it really sort of showed me up as not knowing much about them because everything about them was so appealing. So, you know, obviously just their whole vibe. Um, they're a... They look amazing, uh, don't, don't they? look they? amazing. Have you seen they're that? all wearing the same yeah. colours on their publicity Absolutely. photos. That pleases me to like like the millionth degree yeah. I, I am yeah have you seen that shot i'm sure you have the promotional shot which is the orange and brown kind of a somber and it's yes. kind of uh, like 70s vibe but i was like they look so cool you know it was so appealing maybe intimidating is not the right word because it's still appealing but they were just they were so unique to me i don't know many norwegian seven piece collectives um that play excellent music so you know it was it was a bit of an eye-opener for me so didn't know much about them and then I just I actually one thing I was going to say Rosie for me I had wondered when I started listening to it I thought I feel like I've heard them before don't know any of the tracks not instantly recognizable and it's because they featured on 2020's Blue Note Imagined which has got yes, some reimagined, reimagined, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, reimagined. Which has got um, Paul's and Plate Forward uh, favourites, Mr. Dukes and Jordan Rakai, etc. And there's a track on there by uh, this band called Armageddon, which is amazing. So it kind of reignited something. I thought, oh, I do know them, um, but had never heard anything like this before. It was intriguing. It was 
there's so much to say, but what I wanted to ask you is, um, you said that telephone girl you knew, but what what made you listen? What made you suggest it this week? Why did you bring this to me this week? Because I'd listened to Telephone Girl and I really, really liked it. I actually thought that this was their first album. But then when I looked, it's not. It's their <clears throat> sophomore album. <laughs> and it's actually generally considered to not be quite as good as their first. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, their first was uh, released in 2019 called Cold Water Burning Skin. And I have to say, I think their first album is a little bit easier to pigeonhole. And therefore, I think you know, on the first few listens, really, really good. Um, I, though, didn't like the album when I first put the first song on. I thought it was a little bit all over the place and I didn't really like it. And then the second song, Fast Food Starts, and it's like a live version of Crazy in Love. It's got the Crazy in Love beat, hasn't it? Uh, you know, and I don't know what that beat's called because I'm not a musician. But um, but if you've ever heard a live band do Crazy in Love, that's how it starts, yes, isn't it? it Fast does. food. And it was just it like, oh, my God, this is going to be brilliant. And from then on, it was like it, it wasn't an immediate love. But I think I've listened to it maybe five times now. And and I feel quite all right with it, you know, um, it it hasn't blown me away. I think. And also, I read that they said it was an album of bangers and it definitely is not an album of bangers. So I feel slightly dis I felt slightly disappointed until I'd given it about four or five listens and then I realized actually no this is this is a really good album. I agree. I was immediately intrigued with the opener in the sun in the rain move on up because it had that sort of sweeping strings, it had that pulsating bass. I was like this yes. is really promising and then I think it was around like two minutes in it went really discordant and a bit all over the place for me yeah. and I was like oh no I oh, know it was like it was running away and I was like come back come back because yeah. is this what the rest yeah. of the album's going to be like and I was a bit oh no I know and then it was Telephone Girl that obviously you talked about that it was a bit more neo soulful um, less discordant bit yeah. more I'm into I guess and then yeah. I, I felt like some of the there's the the track called all the time even when which is just all lowercase one word um, I was like I love that and so it, I guess it must be more of a personal tasting for me but I found the funk the soulful stuff great less appealing was the experimental sort of orchestral touches which is weird because I normally love that sort of orchestral sound but I was more into the groovy, sort of groove-laden stuff and the bass lines rather than the experimental stuff. Me too. Yeah. It's funny because, yeah, I liked Telephone Girl and I really liked All the Time When. And uh, I think they're probably two of the slowest. And I also like Rooftops, which was another slow one. But I found in Rooftops there were a couple of key changes that I just didn't sit very, very comfortably with me. And I think that that is that's the thing about the whole album is that it, it, it like there was a foray into discord. And I just I'm not. I'm not always up for that. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. It's kind of like sometimes I can, if I may, sneak in a Twin Peaks reference because a day, not many a day goes by without one. Is that we? I quite I've never like. Seen it. 
Rose, we need to stop being friends right now. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> it's, well, let me just give you, a, there is a connection with this, I promise. So David Lynch is somebody who, for some people, they just can't get on with him as such. Because yeah. he is just out there and, you know, his, his imagination is so vivid and it just gets really discordant. It goes all over the place. Weirdly, visually, I love that. I find that really, really appealing. And that's why I'm such a big Twin Peaks fan, even when it's at its most Bonkers. out there stuff. Yeah. Exactly. From an sonically from an audio perspective I can't sometimes I can't deal with that it's really strange and I think that's why like you were saying about the key changes and sometimes I was a bit like oh what's going on here so like for example going to embarrass me probably here by saying myself by saying the Norwegian word here the track that's called Grentus Funkadelic Grent Grent yeah I don't know how to pronounce that either so I apologize to any Norwegian listeners um if I've got that completely wrong but that one I was like oh no I'm not so keen on this one Mm. I think it's going to a place where I just think I'm not going to listen. And then all of a sudden it sort of perked up again. So it was a little bit like that. It did go in waves where maybe for me I needed to be a bit more patient and and kind of stick with it as such. Um, Yeah. I'd give their 2019 album a listen. It's like listening to Erica Badu, actually. Yeah, it is. It's like, yeah. It is. It's really um, neo solely. And when I was listening, I just gave it a quick listen and I thought, oh, yeah, Nicola would be loving this. Oh, I definitely need to. I wondered if that's it, maybe because as we talked about earlier, this is more of an experimental direction, isn't it, yeah. I believe, for this band. Um, and I thought, oh, perhaps I should have started off with the first album, um, Cold Water, Cold Water Burning Skin, because that was perhaps a bit more what I'm into. But I found it sophisticated in that it's not. I, f- I feel like I'd feel a bit of a like a bit smug going. Oh, you should listen to this. You know, <laughs> you, you know when you know when you're like, I need to grow a beard so I can scratch it and say, hmm, Have you uh, listened to Fear, the Norwegian band? <laughs> Actually, don't need to grow a beard. I need to work on the the forty something like year old. <laughs> <laughs> that's getting hair on a chin 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 that's what I need to do <laughs> exactly that like I just feel like I you know someone said oh, what you, you know what you're listening to I'd love in seriousness I'd love to be able to go oh yeah this because I genuinely found it really interesting not like I think I told you this the other day I we, we it was obviously pulls and plate forward related and I'd been doing something then I started working I got really into what I was doing and sort of lost my lost what was going around me and when I sort of tuned back into the music I was listening to Agadoo by Black Lace <laughs> and it was just it was on a loop but I was like imagine if someone heard you dun, 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 dun. And it's, like, it's because it was obviously it was something to do with what we listened to so I thought you know, obviously, I'd much rather be telling people that this is what I'm listening to because it was just really sophisticated and a real, like, I don't know, just a really good thing to have on when, when friends are around, not to show off, not to be pretentious, but more like it's interesting. And I think people go, oh, that's I've not heard this before is it, kind of thing. Are you sure it's not showing off? Is it not like putting the really expensive bottles of wine, empty bottles of wine at the top of your recycling rather than the cheapo Lidl stuff? <laughs> There's a little bit of showing off going on. <laughs> just a bit. Because um, I did find it really intriguing. I'm just really looking forward to hearing more from them, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah really like them. Um, but yeah. there's, there's. I'm afraid we can't talk about them anymore because we have to now devote the rest of the podcast to Aretha Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. Oh, there's so much to so say, much. But, but I did love that. But, but... yeah, on to, you know, nicely, because it was fun and I really enjoyed it, but I'm almost bursting to talk about Aretha Franklin. Me too. Franklin. I'm like, I know, I'm trying not to move around too much to make some noise, but I'm almost like sitting on my hands yeah. with excitement. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd asked you to listen to uh, Young, Gifted and Black by Aretha Franklin, who needs, of course, no introduction. And this was her 18th studio album, and it was released in 1972. Can I just say, when she was 30, her 18th, oh stu- when she was 30, you know, like, I can't I mean, even, can't even think about it. That is overachieving to the max, isn't it? I wouldn't be able to do 18 studio albums between now and when I was 60. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to do one, honestly. All right. I I heard myself singing Daydreaming in the kitchen, you know, sort of when you, you sort of tune into your own singing and I was like, oh, it's just so painful. How could you, you know, how could you destroy such an amazing song? Um, because, I mean, she is truly remarkable, isn't she? That's like when I used to do kids, I used to do face painting on kids and I used to like send them on their merry way thinking, oh my God, I'm so sorry, parent of that child. I've made your beautiful child look really, really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor kids. <laughs> That's brilliant. Honestly, like, I know... You shouldn't even, like, when you're talking about a vocalist like Aretha Franklin, you shouldn't even talk about your own voice, should you? It's no. just laughably ridiculous comparison. I, um, my, Our son's really into Just Dance at the moment. And he was dancing to Blinding Lights by the weekend. It was so sweet. And obviously, I, you know, did, took a video, sent it to my, to my family, my family WhatsApp group. And then my husband listened to it and he was crying with laughter at the sound of my voice because he, he went, all right, getting into it. Because there's a bit of me where I sing like um, the bit where he says Sin, Sin City's cold and lonely and I'm like really getting into it. And I didn't realise I obviously got lost in the moment. Yeah. You know, obviously yeah. supposed to be watching Evan and it's lovely. And we, he was crying with laughter. He was like, your voice take it over the whole video <laughs> and I think it's because obviously singing is so joyful isn't it you know yeah. you kind of lose yourself in it it's amazing of course if you don't possess a voice like Aretha Franklin you shouldn't even try to sing no <laughs> well, I maybe think you should because it's so enjoyable I think but... everyone can sing everyone can sing it's just some of us are better than others that's all uh, <laughs> that's but really when I say some yeah. of us I don't mean me in that group <laughs> I, mean, I mean some people are better than others yeah but this this I mean, album is the sound you really i think this is the sound you think of when you think of aretha franklin isn't it soulful yeah. gospely bit of hammond organ in there mm-hmm. um yeah like a uh, brilliant backing singers her sisters were generally her backing oh, singers weren't they yeah do you absolutely. do you know the history of the young gifted and black um name yes i believe so but but please correct me cuz i I know it's been covered a few times, but it's Nina. It's Weldon Irvine was the writer, wasn't he, or the writer of the or the lyrics by Weldon Irvine? But it's Nina Simone. It is Nina Simone. And yeah, it's right, isn't it? And um, it made me think of you because she introduced the song at um, the Harlem Cultural Festival, um, which was captured on sort of video was videotaped and then it was um featured in the summer of soul documentary which i think is on disney plus but don't quote me on that but yeah she that i believe that she sung that song there and it was but it was 
goose goose bump inducing. It was written kind of thing. as a tribute to a friend, Leanne Hansbury. Do you know about Leanne Hansbury? No, that I don't. That I don't. Right. Know. So Leanne Hansbury was know. the first woman playwright to have a play on Broadway. First black woman playwright to have a play on broad Broadway. And she was uh, really big in the um, black rights movement, which is how she and Nina Simone knew each other. And she was ah. dying of pancreatic cancer. Oh, and she um, spoke to six teenage winners of a national creative writing contest. Um, and she began her address with the words, you are young, gifted and black. And that's mm. where the that phrase that, that she is supposed to, you know, she is uh, attributed, that phrase is attributed to her. Um, right. And uh, then it, as tribute to her, uh, yeah, Nina Simone uh, penned that song. And it, it yeah, it just, it's just, um, I don't have anything to say about that. I just want to leave that there, really. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, absolutely. I've written, I want to, I want to know more about Leanne Hansbury. Is that right, Leanne Han- Hansbury? Yeah, she was only 34 yeah. or 35 when she died. Gosh. Yeah, but she'd done. She'd done loads. She'd yeah. She'd read about her because she's she's oh, an amazing woman. Understand. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, thanks, Rose. I didn't know that, and that's amazing. I. But the, one of the things I read about this album, without I know we're going to talk. We will talk about the music. I reading about this was really interesting actually because I didn't realise that this was such an important time in Aretha Franklin's musical history or her life actually. So she had probably a couple of years later, but she. Her, her marriage to Ted White had ended and then it was such a there was a lot of stuff going on around there was a lot of stuff going on in America the civil rights struggle there was just tons of stuff going on and it was a really sort of socially and politically it's just a huge time there was lots of tension there I think Vietnam um tons of stuff going on particularly with the civil rights movement and one of the things that I found really striking about this you know you and I love a cover art don't oh we? my we god love an album cover we like this to delve into that a little bit more unbelievable isn't it unbelievable isn't it and I think I'd read that Aretha Franklin is dressed in um West African clothing yeah towering head wrap etc and she's in front of a glass stain window and she looks so graceful you know she's looking up but this is actually really about um the black power generation and it was a real I'd read that it was such a contrast from sort of her trademark hairstyles and sort of style of the 60s that perhaps she was known for this was a real turning point and the message was really loud and clear I think of her more like this actually that's how I think of her because um yeah one of my most loved albums by her is Amazing Grace which is oh, yeah yes. really good really really good yeah. I mean I think I'm probably have more affection for you know a lot of her kind of late sixties songs, but what um what I didn't realise is that she'd she didn't have any she wasn't successful straight straight off the mark was she? She had like four or five albums that were a complete flop because she'd signed with Columbia, is that right? Um, they basically tried to make her do pop. Yeah, then she went to Atlanta in the mid sixties and uh they. They started, she started to sing more soul and more stuff that she'd written and that soulful oh, stuff. Wow. And then she started to have her hits. But yeah, at that point, off. she was like 24. Oh like, I just can't believe it. It feels so young. It does, doesn't it? It really does. And then obviously the career that she went on to have. I mean, so many. On the radio this morning, I heard Jump to It by Aretha Franklin. Yeah. It's just incredible, isn't it? Yeah. That, that, yeah. I mean, she, she just, it's difficult to find the words sometimes, but... Yeah, this album, I didn't realise this, the 
I didn't really know about all the stuff that was going on around it. And then it's really good, isn't it, when you just take the time to delve into the what was going on around the time of the album yeah. um, to get a sense of what was coming through in the music. But um, what did you think of the music? What, what did you? Well, what were your thoughts on the content? Reading the list of musicians that played on the album, it's like a, a who's who of music, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Dr. John, Donny Hathaway, like just yes. like so, so many. And... Um, you can really hear how excellent everyone is at the top of their game, aren't they? You know, you can really yeah, hear so how well produced the and you know well performed the album is. Um, I really, really, really love this album. It's it's got a really special place now in my heart. I'd heard every single one of the songs, but not really the album as a whole. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'd forgotten what a queen of the cover version she is as well, able to take oh people's songs and put her own stamp on it. Like, like the organ on Long and Winding Road is brilliant, and I would, I would say it's better than the Beatles version. If I'm being totally honest, I know I felt the same. I felt I don't know why I felt uncomfortable thinking it because you know everybody's got the right to yeah. think about what they like about a song, but I felt the same. I think her reinterpretation of a song is incredible. Yeah. H- however, I don't think it worked as well on "Didn't I Blow Your Mind" this time. Yeah. Oh, again, I was just yeah, just thinking. That. Is I, it the Delphonics? The Delphonics. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I wonder if uh, did did the Blow Monkeys do a version of it as well? Oh, the Blow Monkeys. They were in. The, they were on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, weren't they? Were they? I don't yeah, know. I that. believe so. I might have got that completely wrong, but you know, on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, or in sorry, in Dirty Dan- Dancing film, isn't it the bit where, oh, you know, we're all standing side like outside the staff quarters, and uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yes, it is. I've, I can see it. I'm looking at. I'm look. It's there. It's there. You don't owe me by the Blow Monkeys, and it's on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. So, oh my God, God. I know. That's well a done, yeah. Yes, I mean, that was like an immediate thing because I just remember, you know, when he, you know, when Patrick Swayze sort of leans on the, he's just punched. What's that guy? That horror, that Robbie. slimy guy. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. And it's you know, how do I remember? How do I remember the uh, slimy guy? But I can't remember the name of like Robbie. the person that lives five doors away <laughs> <laughs> that I see every day. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. We're so instant as well, aren't we? You know, like like you said, the things that I really need to remember, not a clue. Staring into space for ages. <laughs> who plays the the waiter in Say Dancing? Who who's horrible, Robbie? <laughs> That's amazing. How did we get from the Delphonics to here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we can always we, every path could end at Dirty Dancing soundtrack. <laughs> excellent. Yeah, we were saying. It is saying that the Delphonics, perhaps um, that might, in terms of covers, that was it. We're saying that perhaps maybe that's one where, I uh, didn't I blow your mind this time, that's it, um, was perhaps not, maybe maybe not as good, but um, I've been loving you too long. The Otis Redding classic was gorgeous as well. Lovely. Um, lovely. But then I also really love Rocksteady. I uh, do. So funky, isn't it? Um, and then um, Donny Hathaway also. Um, on the piano, I believe. And there was just so many elements to this where you just think, I feel so lucky to know this album. I feel so lucky to listen to it because it's a, it's got so much um, to it. I just love it. I think it's exquisite. I think it's, I think it's just, it's going to always be an album, I think, that will be considered masterful because it's just so, so good. So, yeah, I, it's hard to to kind of not gush about it so much but it is lovely I, I listened to it loads and I didn't want to do any research on it because I knew that it would open like so many rabbit holes that I 
wouldn't be able to cope, you yes. know? Yes, yeah. Is your favourite song Daydreaming? Without question. Yeah, yes, it's, it, uh, it's, me... it's almost my favourite song by her anyway, I think. I think so, yeah. And you mentioned about her sisters earlier, so Irma and Carolyn. And Carolyn, you know? yeah. Just loved it. It's just... I love that, it's don't just... you? Do you reckon Carolyn was like... Do you not love me as much as the others? Because the others have got these, like, completely out of their names. And then you called me Carolyn. <laughs> you think you'd always be a little bit nasty? Or maybe she was, that. yeah, maybe she was like, oh, I swerved one there, didn't I? Aretha, <laughs> Irma, whew, Carolyn, thank God for that. <laughs> I know, I always thought, oh, bless her. Um, thankfully, she was gifted with the most amazing voice, so she was yeah. all right. But yeah. yeah, I just love that song. It's, it's just exquisite. The harmonies are just out, out of this world. It is actually a little bit out of this world, isn't it? It's almost it is unreal. It is um, the, the uh, uh, piano going up. I think it's oh, the piano at yeah. the end. Is it the piano Absolutely. or is oh, it a harp it or something? It might be a flute. Is it a flute? It might be a flute. I think it's Donny Hathaway's piano. And oh, mm. Hubert Laws's flute. I've oh written God, that I down, love so Hubert I Laws. Yeah, I've got that. I mean, there's there's just so much going on, isn't there? Um, so much going on. So, yeah. You know it, when I, I can't really explain it, but it's like, oh yeah, well, you know, like you can just imagine, you can just imagine her saying, yeah, well, I did go on tour age sixteen with uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, and uh, you know, my sister went out with uh, Marvin Gaye, and uh, <laughs> I had, and like, you know, Danny Washington said to Quincy Jones once about me that I was going to be the next great thing, and it's just like, oh my god, it's like, it's like, like, how involved in modern culture and the music industry could she have been she couldn't have been more involved could no, she absolutely it, it just what a marks you know all of, all of those events in history and you know just just incredible i loved every minute of listening to this album even like we said you know even if the for example the delphonics even if you prefer the original of didn't i blow your mind this time there's just so it's so beautiful and i just thought it was a pleasure to listen to um, yeah, I loved music, it. Thank you. It's just music at its finest, and I love it. And I'm so glad you loved it too. I really am, yeah. genuinely. So, yeah, yeah, it was dreamy, absolutely dreamy. So, um, on that note, what what dreamy album, Rose, have you got for me to listen to this week? I get so excited about this. I'm, I can't wait to do my homework. I'm such a nerd. What have you got for me? Do you know what? I think I'm going to go with The Beach Boys and Surfing Safari. Oh, it's wow. their debut album. We've talked about them so much and I've been, I, I haven't been thinking of an excuse to play them, but I've been thinking of excuses not to play them. Brian Wilson nearly featured in my uh, Disney songs because he did Ooh. a, he did a Disney tribute album. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I digress. I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> Tell I me what yours so is. I can't wait. Today. I can't wait. Uh, so, uh, for, I'd love you to listen to, the band is called St Paul and the Broken Bones. Rose, you may know. They're an eight-piece soul band based in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and their music is is a, num- a number of different thing, number of different things, gospel tinged, retro soul, horns, and they've got this really dynamic lead singer called Paul Jane Janeway. And the album is called The Alien Coast and it's from 2022. I've gone with a modern one and it's their fourth album. And I just love you to listen to Brilliant. it. Um, I've, I know a couple of tracks and I'm really into this band. So St. Paul and the Broken Bones, the Alien Coast from this Excellent. year. Oh, this is going to be good.
Our top five this week is all about Disney songs and we were quite excited and I also feel a little bit ashamed is the wrong word (laughs) (laughs) for how much I love Disney. But, you know, literally one of my songs is from a film from before I was born uh, by Disney. Uh, One, maybe two, no, one, yeah. Um, And they... Disney's just part of our life, isn't it? So much, so much. When I, if I could describe this theme, it's full of, for me, childhood favourites, nostalgic goosebump-inducing bangers. Mm. Whatever anybody genuinely thinks of Disney, I think it has played a huge part in all of our lives because it's just culturally, you can't escape it really, can you? Even if you're not a fan. Um, and I just think the music, this was, a great, this was a great exercise in just reminding me of how much I love Disney tracks, Disney music, and they're up there with some of the, you know, also they're Oscar winning, aren't they? You know, the yeah, yeah. etc. So I love doing this. The difficulty was being true to songs that I would listen to over and over again because there were so many. Um, yeah. I'm I'm so excited because I love. I've said this many times before. I apologise for repeating myself. I love that we often come at things from different angles, and you you come up with songs I may not have heard of before, or where I go, ah, oh, of course, you know that. So. Um, I'm excited to know what 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 films you've you've chosen, you've drawn your inspiration from. Start me off with your number five. My number five is "You've Got a Friend in Me" by Randy Newman from Toy Story. Um, just love, I love his voice. He's so gruff. I think I remember someone saying, you know, it's a bit of a strange choice for Disney, given he's quite gruff and he's got this gruff delivery. Um, but I just love it. I love the words. And you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. Oh, I love it. It's my number one, but not the version, not the Randy <laughs> Neiman version, the Gypsy Kings version. I want the amigo in me. Oh, yes, I do know that. I do. <laughs> because I'm not just saying this. We were on holiday in Spain when Toy Story 4, is that the most yeah. recent one, was out? Yeah. And this adverts were always in Spanish. And um, I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know if that song was featured in it, but the way that they advertised it was, yeah, the, the Spanish has to make, and that's what we used to sing. It was so sweet. So, I, but I didn't put that together. I didn't know that was the Gypsy King. So, oh, yeah, amazing. so they because it's basically the the Spanish one starts whenever Buzz goes into his romantic Latin mode, doesn't it? <laughs> the Toy Story franchise is probably my favorite Disney one. The saddest film I think in the world is Toy Story Three when they're all holding hands when they all when they're about to go into the you haven't seen it have you please don't hate me i've never seen it i've only seen one it's the the saddest film you'll ever see in your life i remember watching it i watched it three times when i was pregnant with delilah and it honestly i thought i was i thought i was just gonna have to like just end it there and then (laughs) because it was just all so sad and it isn't it isn't sad in the end but it is oh it's just it's about change isn't it and change is always sad if if there was I would say like one underpinning emotion from even just doing this top five was I, I, it, I was close to tears at times because a lot of Disney tracks are really, really, they just, like you said, they cover a number of themes, don't they? Growing up, change, bereavement, loss. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole ton of stuff going yeah. on. You know, you're always a bit wiping tears away when you listen to, to these tracks. So I, can, I can understand that. So, oh, so your number one and yeah. my number five, just different versions. Interesting. Okay. My number five which actually would have been my mum, my number one if it wasn't quite so creepy, right, <laughs> is I'm Wishing by Snow White. And it's when she's at the wishing well and, yes. she's, and she's, I'm wishing. And she sounds like a witch singing it. 
which is obviously our like our in- interpretation. But when it was made in the fifties, she sounded like a a beautiful princess. But then you know, as we've and she's she's English. She's got like a very British yes. voice as well. Yes, yeah, quite clipped. Um, yeah, but yeah. nowadays I find it slightly creepy, and they don't have proper faces and stuff either, do they? It's just no, it, they don't. So it's a bit weird. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that. I love it. I love it so much. Really, oh, it, I'm wishing. By I Snow need to White. remind myself of it. But there were a few from Snow White that I could have picked actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been listening at night. We we're listening to uh, fairy tales with our son, and I hadn't realised from listening to them again how some of them are absolutely terrifying. Oh my god! So yeah. we've been listening Awful. to like Hansel and Gretel, and then. Evan will be asleep and I'm just laying there like my blood has run cold because yeah. you know she switched the oven on and stuff and it just reminds you of how like you know Hans Christian Andersen stuff is quite frightening actually um you know there's that sort of mixture of being beautiful and child childlike and also gothic and terrifying so yeah a couple of times I've laid there going <gasps> like on my own while I'm just sort of listening to um my you know. my, my, my nan's friend Gwenny she's dead now so I can you know say that it was her she bought my brother a book and I remember it so well I remember the cover it was called bedtime stories for boys and my mum read a few to us and we, we cried so much. they were all about dogs dying and like well you can tell I must have been four and I could still remember but it was obviously like a book from like the 50s that she gave him and there was probably some kind of lesson in there do you know what I mean yeah yeah there was a, there was a moral. I remember my mum, who's really placid and really lovely, just went, I am never reading any of these stories to you again. And like, it, you know, put it in the bin or gave it away or whatever. Because you are not to read any of these. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. yeah. Losing losing cats, dogs, uh, cats drowning, dogs being lost. You know, oh just like. Yeah, I know. And then it's yeah, really like you listen to it, they're like, right, night there, lights off. Yeah, yeah. Good night. You just laid there. I can't breathe. I'm sleep so well. scared. Yeah, sleep well. I'll see you in the morning. Don't get up. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, the boogeyman will get you. <laughs> <laughs> I never say anything like that to my no, kids. No, I'm oh so sensitive, God. though. I'm so sensitive. I'm about stuff, right? I can remember. Do you remember there was a song, The Bear Went Over the Mountain, right? <laughs> And and at the end it was and all that he could see was the other side of the mountain. And I can remember being really indignant when my kids were were younger and saying, Well, that's no good, is it? That's teaching that you shouldn't go for your dreams because basically you'll just get whatever you've already got. So I changed the lyrics and I'd forgotten this until the other day Delilah started singing it and she sang <laughs> instead of the other side of the mountain, she sang and trees and flowers and sunshine. <laughs> Which is the words I made. <laughs> Poor kids must have gone to school. Sweet though, that's really. (laughs) You know, though, when you're a parent, you get really like, well, not having that. Yeah, no, really, really overprotective. I know, I know. I'm like that. I'm not having you think that your dreams are limited. Yeah, no. (laughs) That's absolutely because as Sleeping Beauty said, your dreams are your wishes, your heart makes. Oh, that could have been. That could have been another one of mine, but it wasn't. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Oh gosh! I mean, who knew that this theme would just generate so much thought? I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. So your number five is "I'm Wishing Snow White." Yeah. My number four is "Beauty and the Beast" by Celine Dion and Peebo Bryson. 
The world is a better place with Pete Bryson, by the it way, is. I've decided. And Didn't I he do a whole this. new world as he well? He did, he did. Yeah. I've gone a bit Pete Bryson mad in my top five. Beauty <laughs> um, and the Beast, obviously Taylor's oldest time. You can belt this one out. You can properly yes. belt this song out. I just love it. And I saw um, they performed, Celine Dion and Pete Bryson performed this on top of the Pops once, and it was amazing. I got quite, I was quite, whew, I was quite taken by the performance. It was amazing. Um, yeah. Number four, Beauty and the Beast by Celine and Peebo. Brilliant. My number four is Moana and How Far I'll Go. Oh, yeah. Moana's, I think, one of our favourites. And, um, yeah, this this song, right, I was working and Lee and the kids went on holiday and I said to Lee, and it was February half term, and I said to Lee, have you done much? And he said, uh, today? And he said, no, I had, I had a few bits and pieces to do, like, you know, inside, and, you know, Libby had to do this. And, well, basically, Delilah's listened to How Far I'll Go Over and Over Again until we all know the words to it now. <laughs> and I thought, oh, you're such a kind human being, because I would have just been like, right, out, come on. Stop. I don't know for that now. <laughs> yeah. But Moana's so funny. Um, I remember I had... um. I had some kids over and I, I you know, made tea and I, I was just putting it on the on the um, on the table and one of the kids said, "Oh, thank you." And I said to them, "What can I say except?" And they all went, "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> like Aww. it was like they said it and they didn't really. It was like it came out of their mouths and they all looked really puzzled. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're conditioned, aren't we, we are. to sing yeah. these songs? It's yeah. amazing. I have no no uh, fear of that at all. It's have you ever, just have you ever seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Yeah, and Gosh. and he can not oh say God. the next line of the song. Do you remember that's how they're <laughs> trying to find him? And that's what it's like, isn't it? You just can't you can't not sing along no, to the Disney song. You, you absolutely, it's so true. It's so true because that kind of leads me onto the my number three, which is a whole new world by Peebo Bryson, Regina Bell. Um, again, I've just gone Peebo mad. This is from Aladdin. And it made me realise, you know, when you haven't heard a song for a while, you know, I may not listen to this just for listening to it. But as, when we were doing this uh, preparation for the podcast and I put it on, I did, I, I sang I sang it from start to finish. Yeah, you it's, really in, it's ingrained you know, in my brain. Yeah. It's just amazing. And you, I'm sure you know this, but it knocked um, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston off the top of the US board. Uh, US Billboard Hot 100. Um, so it was huge, wasn't it? Um, yeah, um, I had uh, I had a whole new world on seven inch. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so lovely. It's a gorgeous song. It was covered by Peter Andre and Katie Price. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> it's not as good. Oh, uh, this is this is a very very special song, isn't it? It is lovely. It really, it genuinely is so lovely. It's it's a, it's a gorgeous song. That was my number three. My Number three is Lady and the Tramp. He's a tramp. Oh. Peggy Lee sings it, doesn't okay. she? Yeah. And I don't know why I went so old with with them. But I, um, I was just about to yeah. say that I love that you did though, because you've gone for a mixed you've gone for a mixture and I've gone for sort of midway, apart from I've got one old one which is coming up next, old oldish one, but it's not even an old classics. And I think the old classics are amazing and In Lady and the Tramp, the dog as as she, as Peggy Lee singing and the dog singing it, and as she as she like walks, she like she like wiggles her bum, so yeah. her tail goes it's like so sweet, do, like yeah. like she's some kind like, of cabaret singer, like yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's so lovely. All those little touches so are so cute. Yeah, that's a brilliant one. Um, my number two is "Let's Go Fly a Kite" from Mary Poppins. It, you know, I don't know what it is about this song. I think it's the key change. It makes me sob. 
it makes yeah, me, me actually sob because I love me Mary too. Poppins I, it's so and childhood I think it's for me because the dad has gone from being a bit grumpy to being a nice dad as well hasn't he this will always make me cry but Mary Poppins was such a childhood film for my sisters and I so I kind of had to put it in I had to have a Mary Poppins so I've gone for that one now my number two it was like the first one I thought that would go in and then it only made it just made a last minute appearance actually and it's Bare Necessities by <sighs> Baloo from The Jungle Book and I I just I just love it really love it I'm so glad you put it in this it was in my notable mentions because uh, it's just incredible it's so it's so heartwarming how can you not listen to that song and smile or laugh or sort of jump about or dance and oh that's yours are, yours are lovely and your number one is You've Got a Friend in Me by the Gypsy Kings Um. My number one is Kiss the Girl from The Little Mermaid. Oh, notable mention. Oh. You've, you've mentioned this song before. I thought we had. It brought back of memories talking about this. It was either this or Feminist Anthem, Part of Your World, you know, bright young women, <laughs> tired of swimming, ready to stand. Um, it was either that. I, I go on with this one. I love Samuel E. Wright, who is voiced Sebastian the Crab. His voice yeah, is just so exquisite. he's got such a good voice. I didn't yeah. realise this. He played Dizzy Gillespie in Birds. You know, the biographical film about Charlie Parker. So I was like, no, now yeah. I need to watch that because I've never watched it. And he died last year, which is really sad. But it's such a lovely song, uh, Kiss the Girl and all the instruments. And, um, oh, it's just so sweet, isn't it? So that is lovely. Yeah, it is. I it is. It. So it's be, I'm sure you know this, but The Little Mermaid is being remade for a 2023 it? release. It's got um, Halbert Hall, Halibet Bailey, if that's how you pronounce her name, is Ariel, Melissa McCarthy is Ursula. And Javier Bardem as can't remember his name. Oh, the dad, I think her dad. So that could be that could be. I hope it's gonna. You know, I mean, it's like yeah, oh, I hope, so. I hope it's yeah. gonna be amazing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, they seem to have revisited the like the nineties films, but they haven't done any of the like really early films. I'd quite like. I'd like Sleeping Beauty and oh, Snow White and that. Too. Really done, if I I'm love being Sleeping Beauty. I love it. Oh, this is going to be hard. We've got to get this it down is. to our top five. It is. Um, right, so we've already got Toy Story. You've got a friend in me. And then uh, and we'll put both versions in. Um, and then, well, should we just choose two each from ours then? Let's do that, yeah. Um, shall, I go, shall I go first? I'd like, uh, Kiss the Girl, I think, has to go in. And, oh, it's really difficult, but I'm going to go with A Whole New Worlds. Brilliant, right. And I am going to go with... <laughs> <laughs> Moana, how far I'll oh, go, and Jungle excellent. Book, Bare Necessities. That was very painful, but that was like pulling off a plaster. I knew the faster I did it, <laughs> yeah, the better it would absolutely. be. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a big decision, isn't it? You almost feel like you're being disloyal to your childhood. We talk about on this podcast quite a bit about memories being evoked from a song or a particular time, but I think Disney soundtracks are really powerful in that respect as well because you kind of don't... Mm. It's such a place and time, isn't it, in your life? And um, and it's really personal choice. Yeah. So, you know, there are some people that just go, oh, I just hate that film or I would never watch it. And others are like, it's, it was my favourite film when I was a kid and we watched it all the time. So it's a very personal journey. But mm. it's it was a great theme. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really glad you chose yeah. it. And, it um, filled my cup this week. So our top five is Moana, How Far I'll Go, The Little Mermaid, Kiss the Girl, Aladdin, A Whole New World and Jungle Book, Bare Necessities. And our joint number one was Toy Story, You've Got a Friend in Me, but also the Gypsy Kings version as well. How super duper. So our top five for episode 13 is lies. 
telling telling lies and fibbing and not being truthful. Not obviously something that we like to do, but makes for a good playlist anyway. That reminds me of another Disney film, Pinocchio, that I've seen once and will never, ever, ever watch again. Ever. Ever. Along with Dumbo. Yeah, it is really scary. No. Uh, yeah, yeah it is watch. definitely. Um, excellent. So episode 13, our theme is lies. Brilliant. Thanks so much for listening to episode 12 of Pause and Play It Forward. In this episode, you listened to us talking about two albums, one from Aretha Franklin called Young, Gifted and Black and the other from Fear, In the Sun, In the Rain. We also compiled a top five Disney songs, which was joyous and painful at the same time. For episode 13, Rosie has asked me to listen to Surfing Safari by the Beach Boys and I've asked Rosie to listen to St Paul and the Broken Bones and their new album The Alien Coast. Our top five theme for episode 13 is lies. If you want to get in touch the best way to do that is through our socials Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and you can find out how to get in touch with us on our um, show description and you can also find out how to listen to every single song that we mentioned even those Blow Monkey songs. (laughs) That was such a musical diversion but I loved it. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, remember to pause and play it forward. This is a Prolap Media production. Bye.